This is literally everything, 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 everything. After witnessing a mafia murder, slick saxophone player Joe and his long-suffering buddy Jerry improvise a quick plan to escape from Chicago with their lives. Disguising themselves as women, they join an all-female jazz band and hop a train bound for sunny Florida. While Joe pretends to be a millionaire to win the band's sexy singer Sugar, Jerry finds himself pursued by a real millionaire as things heat up and the mobsters close in. Coming in at number 22 on AFI's Top 100 Movies list is Some Like It Hot. So raise a glass. Here's drinking with you, kid. Hi, Conrad. Hi. Conrad's very annoyed with me right now because he had to go shopping. I don't know what shopping. you're talking about. Conrad, you're always annoyed with me. I'm in a pleasant mood. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, let's first talk about this drink we're going to have, which is perfect for this movie, if you have seen it. It I have seen it. It is a Manhattan. Ooh, delicious. This is from cocktailsofthemovies.com, but really, it's It's a Manhattan. You can find it anywhere. (laughs) The ingredients, two ounces bourbon, one ounce sweet vermouth, and two dashes of Angostura bitters. You stir the ingredients in a stirring or mixing glass with ice for about 30 seconds, then strain into a chilled martini glass. Garnish with a maraschino cherry. We don't do garnishes here. We don't do garnishes here. But a maraschino cherry sounds amazing. Delicious. I like those um, boozy cherries. Oh, the boozy cherries are good. Yeah, those are delicious. All right. So clinkety, everyone. We're going to do this. Clinky, drinky. That's delicious to me. I don't like bourbon. <laughs> oh, God. Drink your juice to follow it I know. Luckily, up. I have juice here and coffee <laughs> to follow She's it She's thirsty. I'm thirsty this In morning. In more ways than one. Okay. So this year, this was released in 1959. Uh, this year, some events. Fidel Castro came to power in Cuba. After the revolution. Why is that weird? Because uh, Fidel Castro was born in 1926, which is the year the general came out. Interesting. (laughs) Not interesting. Okay. Coincidental. (laughs) Coincidental. That is the next movie that we are uh, recording here. But this, the general just was released. So all of you guys might know that. Hawaii became the 50th state. The Luna 2 spacecraft crashed into the moon this year as well. Films that came out in 1959, we have Ben-Hur, huge one. We have The Shaggy Dog, Operation Petticoat, Pillow Talk. One of my favorite movies of all time that is not on the list, Imitation of Life. And we also had North by Northwest, a Ooh, I Hitchcock, I know, so good. That is on our list. Books that came out, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, A Separate Piece by John Knowles, Naked Lunch by William S. Burroughs, A Raisin in the Sun by Lorraine Ooh, Hansberry. what a great show. Okay. I saw that on ha- Broadway. <laughs> Have you read any of these so far? God, no. No. And then Psycho by Robert Block. Never heard of it. Oh, jeez. TV, we do not have our staple Bonanza in this one. Oh, it's too early, huh? I know, it is. But we do have Gunsmoke, 
wagon train, have gun, will travel. The so Danny weird. Thomas. The, the era of westerns, like it's, western shows. Yeah. So strange. Did you did you ever watch any of those? No. I watched Not it with interested. my grand my great grandmother. She still loved Gunsmoke. I mean, I started Bonanza. watching um How Yellowstone. Oh yeah. I started watching that. It's pretty good. I haven't seen it, but we watched 1922, I think, with Harrison Ford. There was that one as well. We're watching the Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren one. Mm -hmm. Very good. That just started, though, right? A few months ago, this year. Yeah. Uh, The Danny Thomas Show and the Red Skelton Show was also very popular. In music, we had the Battle of New Orleans by Johnny Horton. Do you know that one? I don't think I do. <laughs> Mac the Knife by Bobby Darren. Okay. Uh-huh. Of course we know that. Personality by Lloyd Price. Personality walk, personality talk, personality smile, personality. I- I'm assuming okay. that's the only song I, I know assume that, that has the word personality in Venus it. Venus by Frankie Avalon. And then Lonely Boy by Paul Anka. Hmm. You know who's married to Paul Anka's daughter? <laughs> Jason Bateman. Oh, okay. His father-in-law is Paul Anka. Isn't that crazy? Okay. Celebrities cool. born in 1959. A We've got a big one. A lot of them. I know. Val it. Kilmer, Emma Thompson, uh, Kevin Spacey, Allison Janney, Judd Nelson, Sean Bean, Kyle MacLachlan, Rosanna Arquette, and Linda Blair. Hmm. Reagan and the Exorcist. Hmm. Here's our movie overview of Some Like It Hot. It is on four AFI lists. Okay. It was in the original list. It was number mm-hmm. 14. Mm-hmm. So it moved backwards a little bit. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's 15? Now? It's number 22 now. Oh, 22. Okay. Yeah. It's number one on the laughs. That's weird to me when... Is it? Well, it's weird to me that the general is ranked higher in the overall list as a comedy. As but a then comedy. When you as do just city the comedy. Lights. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Do different people maybe vote on the different lists? I mean, there may be more people uh, voting on the the core of it, I would think, is pretty much the same because it's sent out to all actors, directors, anyone in show business, it is sent to. I assume if you have your SAG card or anything like that, you're going to get it. Uh, So I, I don't know how much later the laughs were than the movies but the general i don't remember what it was on the first list it wasn't if it well see there you go that's crazy the laughs was released before this list uh so quotes it's number 48 do you know the quote i told you i wasn't very smart (laughs) poor marilyn (laughs) no it's it's the final line of the movie oh yes 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 of course nobody's well nobody's perfect yes yes i knew that okay yes i'm stupid i knew that no you're okay Source material, I mean, it was an original piece that was written. However, it has been adapted for the Broadway stage. That's right. 13 Tony nominations. For 13 nominations mm-hmm. for Tony Ward. And then, but before that, in 1972, there was a show called Sugar that was Some Like It Hot, basically. Oh, oh okay. The cast. Okay, well, the big name, of course, Sugar Cane, is played by Marilyn Monroe. Was her last name Kane? 
Yeah, yeah. I remember it was actually Kowalczyk, but right, she changed right, right. it oh, to right. Sugar okay, Cane. Oh, that's right. That's right. So one thing with this, Billy Wilder had major issues with yeah. Marilyn Monroe. Billy I, Wilder was yeah. the director and the writer. Her co-stars had major issues. They with her. had major issues, except for Jack Lemmon. <laughs> he was okay with her. I mean, he thought she was eccentric, but he kind of forgave her eccentricities compared to the rest. Well, so I watched a um, documentary on it. Mm-hmm. And her husband at the time, Arthur Miller, yes, had suggested that she do the movie because she had just had a miscarriage, yes, and to get her mind off of it, yes. And then halfway through production, she found out that she was pregnant again, yes. And that's when everything kind of started unraveling because she hell. was like super nervous, like that um, one line, "It's me, sugar." My God, it was like fifty-seven like 80, takes. Yeah, eighty-six, I think it was. It's, it was not, which is wild. She would say like, "Sugar, it's me." Yeah. It's sugar me. I mean, yeah. like she would say, and the one, where's my bourbon? Or where's yes, the bourbon? Was, was like, where's the bonbon? Yeah. Where's the whiskey? Bourbon <laughs> So be that here? one was dubbed like, after just, the fact oh to save time. Oh my God. So yeah, Billy Wilder was not a fan of her and they would do multiple takes. She would be two to three hours late every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah Sometimes yeah. refused to come out And then out come out trailer. and just be like, okay guys, I'm ready. I mean. Like no awareness of that she was on. like yes uh joe was played by tony curtis jerry was played by jack lemon he almost did not get it because he wasn't a wasn't big name a big enough. uh but when marilyn monroe signed on they That's were like right. okay we can go with a lesser known person right. now so spats colombo was george raft detective mulligan was pat o'brien and osgood feeling the third fielding the third was joe e brown I what else him. was he in? He looks so familiar. He does look familiar, and I'm not sure like what else he was Like a TV show, maybe? Or maybe. A, he seems like a character actor that we should know. Well, you look it up while I tell you about the crew, which was Billy Wilder, director. Love he Billy also, Wilder. I mean, he's becoming my favorite. I love Billy Wilder. He really is. Right, He wrote it along with I.A.L. Diamond, who he had written some other things with. Cinematographer was Charles Lang Jr. And the music was by Adolf Deutsch. The length, it's about two hours and one minute. Common Sense Media says 11 plus. The reviews, 94% good reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. The consensus was a spry, quick-witted farce that never drags. What? Isn't that clever? <laughs> I get it. A bad review said, uh, this was from David Jenkins with Little White Lies. He says, everyone has a cool. canonical classic, which they just don't get. This one is mine. A great review was by James Jackson with The Times. He said, nobody's perfect as the film's immortal closing line has it, but some comedies are. Other actors considered for the roles for Jerry, Frank Sinatra, Anthony Perkins auditioned for it, and then Danny Kaye, who would have been really great. I do love me some Danny Kaye. For Joe, Bob Hope, Anthony Perkins was actually offered the part of Joe, but Paramount would not let it happen because of his ambiguous sexuality is what they said. For Sugar, Mitzi Gaynor. That is who Billy Wilder really wanted. But she also was on standby in case they had to kick Marilyn Monroe out of the movie. I mean. Awards. The, it only won one award, and that was Best Costume Design, Black and White. 
It was nominated for quite a bit, though, It right? was nominated for Best, but remember, this is the year of Ben-Hur. Oh. So it was nominated for, uh, Jack Lemmon was nominated for Best Actor, but he lost to Charlton Heston. Billy Wilder lost to William Wyler for Ben-Hur. Uh, the screenplay lost to Room at the Top. Don't know that mm, movie. One of my favorites. Best, <laughs> shut up. So Best Cinematography went to The Diary of Anne Frank. What's um, interesting about it is that Marilyn Monroe had it in her contract that she had to be filmed in color. But Billy Wilder convinced her that that was not how they should do this production because of how the makeup would look on the men. Right. The best art direction at Lost Black and White to Diary of Anne Frank. So first impressions, Conrad, did you like it? Yeah. Was this your first time to see it? No, it's not the first time I'd seen it. Okay. Uh, I saw it, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, maybe. Okay, just for fun. Yeah, just on a whim, because I had always heard about it, and I'd never seen a Marilyn Monroe movie. Right. And that was my first one. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love this one. Saw it when I was a kid, and uh, hadn't seen it in a really long time, and this time I watched it with Adam, who had never seen it, and then my youngest daughter, uh, Peyton had never seen it and but she's I mean thinks Marilyn Monroe is just one of the most beautiful people who has ever That's lived true. so she was dying to see a Marilyn Monroe movie yeah. so let's take a break right now and then we're going to bring on our guest we'll be right back <laughs> Okay, we have our guest who is someone I have known for close to 30 years now, which is nuts. And that is my dear friend, Frank Ortiz. Frank, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. We are so excited to have you. How do we know each other, Frank? How do we know each other? Gosh. Well, I think I, I did. I met you through one of your uh, previous guests, Chris Patton. Yes. He and I were working on a show. Uh, uh, we worked on Jesus Christ Superstar. That's where we, yes. we met. Well, we met at college, I think the year prior, but that's that's how I got into Jesus Christ Superstars because he knew about it and all the kids at the okay. theater school knew about it. You know, I saw that eight times. I'm sure you did. I it, it was, was a rip-roaring, fantastic show. It uh, was. And you were in that show with Conrad's dad. I was. Yeah. It's <laughs> right. Right, That's he was how a priest. crazy is that? Yeah, my dad oh played the priest. Oh my god! Okay, how many of AFI's top 100 have you so seen? So I actually I wrote it down. I, I remember because it's a nice even number. Sixty. Oh, really? that's a lot. I have. That's I think might the, be most, the most. Yeah, for our that's guests. the most of any of our guests. <laughs> but I am a bit of a nerd. You when it comes are a big to, film buff. To movies, I, yeah. So you are. So money. what genres of movies do you typically like? Typically, I love science fiction. I mean, you mm-hmm. could put anything in front of me that's science fiction. I'm going to go for it. So 2001 is a Oh, is I love it. I, I do. I do love it. It took me a minute to love it. But I love it for reasons that maybe aren't particularly science fiction-y. Mm-hmm. I, I was going to tell it to you earlier, and I forgot about it. But I, I love moments in movies, and this is so strange, but I love moments in movies where people just have conversations. Okay. And they never have to be about anything, but there's that scene in 2001 where they're in, they're, they're at that station, the, the, yeah. the, the, mm-hmm. the spinning station. Yeah. And he bumps into that colleague. Right. And his wife, and they just have this little kind of nonchalant, stupid conversation yeah. about nothing. But I love shit. Stuff like that. Oh, you, you can, can curse. curse. Oh, I can. Okay, yeah. I love shit like that. Yeah, I really do because it's it's slice of life. It's like it's like these are they're they're on a floating 
spaceship in space right. but they're just talking about oh when are you going to come back to the chateau or right you know we can't wait to have you back at the house you know i don't think i've ever heard anyone say they like 2001 for like dialogue <laughs> <laughs> well it's like it's like the most dialogue i think that scene that has scene, like the most dialogue that out of the and then the film. conversation between the two leads when they're like i think how might be psychotic <laughs> right. Right. those are the two scenes right, with dialogue. right, right, right. oh how so. funny what is your favorite movie of all time my favorite movie of all time i actually was just i was telling i was just listening to the the podcast about the movies that we wish were on mm. the list and and i'm definitely it's between Shawshank Redemption and Color Purple, yeah. for sure. So I'm right there with Color Well, luckily right on that those one. two Both are, are on the podcast. Yeah. Shawshank will come later, but yeah. oh gosh, I mean, oh, iconic. Come gosh. on, oh. come on. What is the worst movie you have ever seen? Worst, worst movie I've ever seen on purpose. Like the one on that purpose. <laughs> on purpose, because yes. there are a lot of bad movies I've seen on purpose. I'm trying to think of a movie that like just didn't live up to the potential I, I expected from it. You know, it's funny. The the first thing that popped into mind was the movie uh, uh, Two of a Kind. What is that? <laughs> Never heard of that. Okay, well, so it was it was it was the big reuniting of 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 uh, um, um, Olivia Newton John and and uh, John Travolta. John, really? Yeah, and it had that song Twist of Fate. No, it might have been called Twist of Fate. Maybe in the movie it was called Twist of Fate, not Two of a Kind. But I think it was oh. called Twist of Fate. But I remember going to the movie because, you know, you, it was Olivia Newton-John. It was John Travolta. You yeah. think, oh, ooh, Big reunion. Sparks, you know. And it, I just remember being, I was a kid at the time. And I just remember being very disappointed by it. Yeah. You're like, ugh, what was that? You know, and you're a kid. You don't really know what a bad movie is. You just know. I didn't like it. I didn't it. like right. it. You yeah. know, uh, as far as, yeah, I mean, if you were talking about AFI movies, I, I'm still trying to get through City Lights. Mm. Yeah. It's, that's no, tough. I, I understand tough. it. I hated it. I mean, no, I loved it. Mm. Sorry, I <laughs> the was... The true feelings. No, but I mean, no. there, there are worse movies, of course, than Two of a Kind. But 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 they're right. kind of entertainingly bad, mm. you know. Yeah. Troll 2, you know, it's entertaining. Yeah, I think the worst is when it's just bad. When it's like, just I bad. I can't even be entertained. Like, Birdemic is one of the worst films in existence but birdemic birdemic shock and terror is one of the worst films is it a horror movie i assume like pandemic but with birds (laughs) (laughs) that's what i hear let's put air quotes over pandemic and over birds because when you see a a trailer for this film you will understand what i mean it is is, but but i'll tell you something it's so bad I, 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 but I literally got two things out of it. One, how never to make a film. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Lesson learned. Lesson learned. Turn off the air conditioner when you're, when your actors are talking. Oh, oh. And, and make sure it's off on both sides of the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Second thing, it gave me one of the biggest, most painful deep belly laughs I have ever had in my life. But isn't that, that a good like a thing? Good thing. That because lovely. it's that unless you like because have a hernia from it because it's so ludicrous. The scene where it, I, I can't really get into it because it's it's not about wow. pandemic, but it's just it's one of those things that I, have to I just I just could not believe how this l- lunacy of what I was yeah. watching because it just made no freaking sense. How funny! But you know, I can credit it for making me laugh. Harder than I've laughed in a long time because right. it was so terrible. 
Man. All right, let's do a little breakdown of the movie. I'm going to be asking you guys some questions during this. So when we begin, it is February 1929. So we're dealing with Prohibition. They are in Chicago where it is freezing. Joe and Jerry work in a speakeasy that's owned by the notorious gangster Spats Columbo. Joe and Jerry are talking while playing about what they can do with their salary We find out that Jerry's probably the more sensible one who's like, well, I need to go to the dentist. (laughs) We need to pay people back Uh, where Joe wants to take their money and bet it on the horses. Is it the horses or the dogs? The dogs. Dogs Dogs wants to uh, bet it on the dogs. So I have a question. First question. Think about your closest friendship. And are you the Jerry or the Joe in this friendship? (laughs) Are you the one who's like, let's be reckless? Or are you the one that's like, let's be responsible? Oh, goodness. I'm for sure the Joe. You are such a Joe. For sure the Joe. Yeah, you are. Yeah. I think I vacillate depending on the friend. Okay. You know, sometimes I'm the Jerry, sometimes I'm the Joe. Let me throw a name out to you. Mm. Eric, who are you? You're the Joe. <laughs> You're the it, Joe. With Eric? Uh, gosh. A good question. If I remember Eric correctly in any way, well, he, I would say you're he, the Joe. He's, he's, you know, he's domesticated now. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen him in probably he's, 20 he's, years. He's domesticated almost. now. So okay. maybe, maybe I'm probably more the Joe in that, in that regard. Yeah, probably. He's probably the Joe so. or the, the he's responsible pro- he's one. He's probably more. He, uh, Joe's the responsible one. Yeah. Or Jerry's the responsible one. Joe is the responsible one. I thought Joe was the one going out and getting the dogs on the tracks. You're totally right. Right. My apologies. <laughs> Jerry is the more responsible. Jerry, no, I would definitely be more of the Joe in, in, in with Eric these days. Yeah. Okay. Back in the day, yeah, Eric you, would have been yes. the Joe. And I would have been the Jerry. Yes, I would definitely be more the Joe, the reckless one <laughs> in my closest friendships. The police end up raiding the joint and Joe and Jerry escape into the cold. Joe convinces Jerry that they should put up their coats for collateral. <laughs> Is dumb. It's a sure February thing. in Chicago. It's a sure thing. And they end up losing the bet as we see them walk down the street without coats. They go to their agency and they're walking through all the doors trying to find a job. A receptionist named Nellie, who Joe has obviously had a casual relationship mm-hmm. with, um, who I assume is older than him. She she looks a little older than him, suggests, and she's a little pissed suggests that they join this band that has an all-expense-paid trip to Florida. What she doesn't tell them is that it's actually an all-girl band. So Jerry would love to go because of the money, but Joe's like, no, that's not going to happen. They end up accepting a job at a college dance, and Joe ends up charming Nellie, the receptionist, into letting them borrow her car. Kind of amazing how he manipulated that situation, asking her if she was doing anything later, getting all close to her, and then being like, oh, great, you're just staying home. Uh, Let me borrow your car. So when they go to retrieve the car, they witness a mob hit. And of course, Spats Columbo is based on Al Capone. We know that. Spats Columbo. Spats. (laughs) Terrible Because he wears his spats. Spats Columbo. Very... Very um, distracted by his spats through the whole thing. Um, He also, he sees them, doesn't want them to leave. Like, obviously, he's planning on offing them as well. He gets distracted 
And that's when Joe and Jerry are able to get away. And Joe's like, yeah, we're joining this all-girl band. So question for both of you. Have you guys done drag? You know, surprisingly, I have not. I have gotten very femme. Yes. But I've never gone full drag. Okay. Lots of makeup. You know, I tried to make myself as pretty as I could, but I've never... Never gone never full drag. Full. No, no, no wigs, no, no, no body wear, nothing. Okay. No. Oh. I, 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 I worry because I think I, I would end up looking too much like my mom. And that, <laughs> that, I love my mom and, and, and it's not a dig on her. It, it, right. You know, it's just, it, it would freak, it would just it would freak me freaky. out. Yeah. Conrad, what about you? Have you done full drag? I have not either. Okay. Have your partners. Has Nick. I don't know if I would call it, well, I guess... I guess you could call it drag. Yeah, I mean cabaret. I remember him. Oh well, he was Liza Minnelli for cabaret beautiful. for Halloween one year. So yeah, I guess so. And yeah, he, I think he was a beautiful Liza Minnelli. He really was. Oh, my God. I think Marcello did. Well, it was it was kind of weird horror Halloween drag one. one okay. Year. Okay. But it, yeah, it wasn't like drag like we would know. Like, right. Like RuPaul drag. I mean, I've played boys in musicals. I played Dodger. And, oh, yeah. Artful uh, Peter Dodger. Pan. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. So, I guess, is that track? Oh, no. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. You're Peter Pan. You're, It'd be you're, considered you're, that you're in the state of Texas. So, yeah. there we yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, so, when Jack Lemon and Tony Curtis first disguised themselves as girls, they went walking around the Goldwyn Studios um, to see if they could pass. They even went to the girls' restroom. No one stopped them. No one said anything. So they were like, okay, we can totally pass off. Which, like, really? I mean, people may have just like, been like, oh, really? I mean, I thought they looked. No. Okay. Okay. Marilyn Monroe didn't want to do the movie because she was like, I don't want to play a character that doesn't realize that these two men are not women. <laughs> so she was like, I'm going to look dumb, which she says through the whole movie. That she's she's dumb. Oh, sweet baby. So Joe and Jerry disguise themselves as women. I found it hysterical, like when they were walking and Jerry could not walk in those heels. Someone had tried to train them like how to walk in heels and how to walk a little more feminine. And Jack Lemon finally was like, I don't want to know. I want to be the men trying to be women. Which I appreciate. So their names were supposed to be Josephine and Geraldine, but Jerry ends up changing his name to Daphne for some, some he didn't reason. Like, he didn't I, like I, Geraldine. He didn't like Geraldine. I freaking loved that. I was actually thinking uh, about that after yes. the fact. It's like, it's like when you create a drag name and you realize, you know what? This drag this name doesn't, doesn't fit, fit me. me. You know, Geraldine no. didn't fit him. No. He needed to be Daphne. Daphne. Is perfect. And I love that that came into his head. Have you thought about what your drag name would be? Um, No. I've never thought about it. Really? Have Not you? Like Aaron Simpson. Oh, Aaron Simpson. <laughs> God, I hate you so much. But like A A R O N. Yeah. There you go. Um, Drag king. <laughs> no, I have not thought about that. Um, but now I am. So that's good. The Do you guys have drag names? No. I can't think of one offhand, but I always like those those kind of pun names like Anita Wallet or you know right. something like that, you know. I really like Susan Hoochie or Susan Gucci. Oh. Something like that. Okay. Because man, yeah. I used to love it's gotta be Susan Hoochie growing up. 
God, I love Susan Lucci. She was just like She was everything. amazing. Uh, ABC soaps all the way. So the <laughs> band that they have joined is the Society Syncopators. It's run by a woman named Sue, who's kind of a joy kill. And then a man named Beinstock. Sweet Sue. Sweet Sue, that's right. <laughs> You're right, Sweet Sue. Um, so as... I, I think in this scene, I absolutely love this scene where they're getting onto the train and like where Beinstock, isn't he the one that slaps Jerry's yeah, um, yeah. ass and Jerry's like, mm, fresh. Is it Beinstock <laughs> or Beanstock? Oh, it is Beanstock. Because I always thought it was really funny. Beanstock. You're right. It is Beanstock. Man, <laughs> I am not remembering all of this. I watched it a couple days ago. Okay. Wow. So as they're walking toward the train, we get our first glimpse of Marilyn Ooh, Monroe as Sugarcane. Hello. Mm. Gorgeous. Just ridiculous. She has got an incredible walk. Now, she plays the ukulele. They gave her that because they thought it made her breasts look better. <laughs> so it's like I when guess because it was smaller. It's like, when you so it, <laughs> it's like when you hold one of those like tiny bottles of alcohol, you feel like a giant. You feel like a giant. So she had Same a thing. tiny little guitar and her breasts were enormous. So she seems to have a drinking problem. <laughs> she hides a flask with her and she confides in Jerry and Joe, or I'm sorry, Daphne and Josephine, that she will be kicked out if she's caught with alcohol again so of course she's singing and and, you know shaking it and her flask falls out but what's that song she sing? god i love that number did you oh i love it so much i remember that song i remember the because she's just like yeah shaking her shimmy and shaking her head oh i loved it shaking it yeah it was like a birth just like an electric shock into the movie it was Mm -hmm. it really was wonderful uh daphne ends up taking the blame for the flask which is very sweet was there ever time well obviously <laughs> was there ever a time you snuck in uh something you weren't supposed to have into any place that you remember are we talking alcohol or I was talking anything yes yeah sure when we went on a cruise uh mm-hmm. once with my friends we bought rum runners have you ever heard of rum runners what is that they're these um long flat um kind of like fillable plastic pouches Mm-hmm. that okay. you can fill with alcohol and line along the side of your uh, suitcase. Oh. So that it doesn't look like it's like a bottle of something. So look we would sneak, I mean, the equivalent of multiple bottles of alcohol onto yeah. uh, the cruise because, you know, alcohol is expensive. I've seen, I've wow. seen um, gag or like, like fake, uh, like sunscreen. <laughs> oh, that's really that's like a flask. really like a flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things like that. Man. But, um, so later, Sugar sneaks into Daphne's bunk and decides to throw a party with Manhattan's, our drink. best scene I of the movie. I loved that scene so much. <laughs> when Daphne like yelled out, watch what you do with that corkscrew or something. <laughs> it was amazing. And poor Daphne was so excited that... You know, Sugar got in his bed and 
then Sugar was like, let's throw a party. And then she leaves to go get ice with Joe Mm -hmm. or Josephine. Josephine. So this was Jack Lemmon's scene. He was amazing in this scene. It's like the, the, the hand and head choreography. Yes. In this tight shot that they do is like it was incredible it's like mayhem but this like organized mayhem like how do you get all these people in that small space yes it's kind of crazy well and then when you think of billy wilder going from movies like sunset boulevard and double indemnity and directing these incredible kind of noir films right into this very i mean physical comedy he is brilliant yeah i must say yeah so that was incredible. And when Sugar and Josephine go to get the ice, she confides that she always falls for a tenor saxophone player. Mm, convenient. Very specific. Convenient. And also she says the line that she says throughout most of the movie that she's not very smart. I'm just not that bright. <laughs> yes. And then she tells Josephine slash Joe that she wants to find a sensitive millionaire who wears glasses. Don't we all? Oh, sweet I mean, baby. I mean, it's the dream. It, it really <laughs> is. Now, during these scenes, it's funny. Whenever Joe and Jerry were wearing their heels and doing a scene with Marilyn Monroe and doing 50 to 80 takes sometimes mm-hmm. of these scenes, they Tony Curtis was very frustrated because he felt his performance would deteriorate. So Billy Wilder would always end up having to use more footage of Marilyn and less footage of the guys because mm. they were in so much pain in the heels by the end of the scene sure. that they couldn't even like pretend anymore. They right. couldn't act anymore. And I'm surprised they couldn't just shoot it without showing their feet no, for certain well, scenes. They, it you know seems I mean? like they could yeah. have taken them off and yeah. just not wear no. the heels. But now when they get to the hotel in Florida, Daphne does meet a millionaire. Can we back up real quick? Yes, of course. Because um, I saw a story that the first screening of that movie yes. was like shit. Like nobody laughed. Nobody. Yeah. It, it was like deadpan silence. People yeah. were walking out being like, oh, men, men dressed as women. Like what the hell? You know? And so the studio was like, oh, you need to cut some time off of this movie. Well, they did cut one scene. What did they cut? And that scene was after that party on the train, Marilyn was like something about, Oh, I am too tired to go back to my bunk. I don't want to, I just want to sleep here. And so, um, Jack Lemmon's character was like, oh, okay, well I'll just sleep in your bunk. Well, then Joe went to go see Marilyn in what he thinks is her bunk. Oh, but was and it have Sweet the, Sue? No, it was it was Jack Lemmon. Oh, okay, oh. okay. And so they have this like Joe's like saying, "Oh, you know, I have to tell you something," you know, and 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 Jack Lemmon kept trying to like turn around to be like, "Hey, bitch, it's me," and he kept right. like shoving him back down, shoving him back down, like, "No, I really have to tell you something. I'm a man." And Jack Lemmon finally turns around. And he's like, "I know." Oh, <laughs> um, so that's a scene that was like cut out of the movie that I think. I would wonder have been if you like can find amazing. that scene anywhere. I don't know. Maybe mm. if you get the DVD, you know, like extras. You know, I have it. I need to check, actually. Now that I'll yeah. look for that on my Blu-ray. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. Tony Curtis talks about that scene that was deleted. I yeah. thought it was kind of funny that 
they're like really partying it up, not even trying to be quiet. And it's not until they all fall that Sweet Sue's like, what's going on, girl? You're like three bunks down. Deaf. Seriously. Deaf Sue. Deaf Sue. Sue. Yeah. So Osgood Fielding Third <laughs> comes in, an actual millionaire. Daphne meets him. This is when they're finally in Florida, nice, sunny Florida. Osgood is flirting like mad. But, I mean, in the only way he can, really. Uh, Daphne, obviously, is, like, having none of this. <laughs> and then they get into the elevator. And then it opens back. Like, you see it go up. And I always love mm-hmm. that shtick. It just makes me giggle. Like, you yeah. see it go up to the third and then come right back down. Mm-hmm. And Daphne busts out because he had just been pinched by Osgood. Mm. And left him. And Osgood's just... I mean, so smitten <laughs> with Daphne. So then Jerry wants to go home because Joe had promised as soon as we hit Florida, we are leaving this band. But he's now met Sugar and he's like, oh, we are not leaving. No, no, no. So Sugar comes in. She's like, go to the beach with me. And mm. uh, Daphne slash Jerry is like, okay. <laughs> And I love that he goes to the beach, like, in a swimsuit. Uh, She comments, oh, my God, I didn't realize how big you are. The broad shoulders and all of that. That bull fiddle. I mean, did he, like, I can't remember what he wore on the bottom. I think, didn't they all wear, like, little shorts? So they rented, like, I guess they rented swimsuits. Yeah. At the the beach. and, And it may have been the kind that had the skirt bottom. Because, like, they're not tucking. Yeah, right. I mean, I, I, maybe I did they think, are. I did think about that. Because they were wearing dresses, and if you wear a dress, and you got, unless, you know, they suffer from, like, teeny-weeny syndrome. <laughs> it might have been a cold ocean. That's very <laughs> you true. Know, cold set. They may not cold have set. had to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, that's a normal question, I think. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, come on. They're guys in obviously guys in drag. I mean, I mean, yes. I, I mean, they don't. I was thinking about it when I was watching. Is like they actually look more like women than say Bob Hope would have, or, uh, yes. or Milton Berle. Who do you think looked better as a woman or more convincing? I think it was Tony Curtis. Oh, Tony Curtis. I think Tony yeah. Curtis. But I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. He actually talks about that about how he really kind of modeled it on his mom and on mm. um, Eve Arden. Yeah, 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 and yeah. He, and, and Grace he, Kelly. He, right, yeah. right, right. And he pushed his lips out because he thought they were too thin. So every time he's not talking, he's puckering. Well, and Tony Curtis was much more reserved and uncomfortable doing it than Jack Lemmon. Yes, that's true. Jack Lemmon was just like, oh, sounds great. I don't mm-hmm. care. So he was willing to go all out, which yeah. is also why Tony Curtis, uh, why they've said that he had a much more feminine walk. So he was really trying to be... Whereas Jack Lemmon's like, I'm just gonna. It's gonna be Tony me. Curtis in his like later years mm-hmm. looks insane. Really terrible surge, like little too terrible oh. work, little too taut. Oh no, like terrible work. Oh, oh that's upsetting. Yeah. He was pretty it, good, good yeah, guy. yeah, no, it was scary. Hmm. Well, we find out when they get to Florida that Beanstalk has lost his luggage. Turns out Joe has his luggage. Dresses up, kind of like a 
mom, definitely kind of a nautical theme, right? And has glasses and is now a millionaire. That's how he poses to our little sugar. So Tony Curtis asked Billy Wilder in this scene if he could basically imitate Cary Grant. And Cary Grant was like, I don't sound like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, the whole time I was like, what is this accent? Yes. Yeah, I, I, it's I did terrible. That there were several times in the movie where I did feel like this feels like a joke for 1959. Yes. And, right. and the, if you lived in 1959, you'd be like, laughing hilarious right yes. right slapping your knees <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but yeah it, crazy yeah. it doesn't translate not as always much now i'm curious what they changed or how they've done the musical because it is very very popular it is the hottest ticket on broadway right now they'll definitely make a movie version of the musical do you think Ooh. so 100 mm-hmm. percent. that's what they do now i know i don't like that well <laughs> I hate that. I, I don't disagree, but I, okay. I'm just saying they'll make a movie out of it. So Joe meets Sugar on the Beach, acting totally uninterested, which I thought was interesting. Tripped her. Totally tripped her. <laughs> I mean, this is filled with manipulation yeah. and yeah, lies. hello, deceit. That whole part kind of made me a little uncomfortable. I mean, you have to set it aside. It, yes, you do have to and just be able to laugh at it. Yeah. And Sugar invites her or him, uh, Junior is what he goes by, Junior to the show that night. Well, obviously, Junior cannot go. But at the show, Osgood sends a giant bouquet up to Daphne, who's playing. And Joe takes the, the bouquet Puts a card in it. Somehow he had that ready. Mm-hmm. Puts a card in it and says that he can't be at the show. And this is as Junior. And that he will meet her. That they're going to go to his yacht that night. And he convinces Jerry to distract Osgood while this is happening. So that they can use Osgood, Osgood's um, yacht. Okay. So you know what I found kind of weird? Is hmm. that like the initial connection, right? is between Jerry and Sugar, right? Yes, that's the yes. first one who pounces, yeah, yeah. right? Yes. That's the first one who is like, oh, she walks like a slinky. That's a different kind of sex. Walks like, like Jello. Yeah. Jello. Jello with Jello. springs. Yeah. Jello with springs. Yeah. Um, Jello with springs, not a slinky. <laughs> um, I um, had been invented by that time. I'm sure I don't they know. Did. They may it, have been. And then like kind of Tony Curtis's character kind of moves in afterwards. Mm-hmm. So now you have like two people vying for the same woman and there's and no then, conflict between them about and, it well but then and then all of a sudden jerry backs out like just as like oh yeah i'll go on a date with a man while you right hook up well, with the most beautiful woman in the world the girl like, that no i wanted big, originally no biggie right yeah I, I found that to be a little strange Yes, so Daphne ends up convincing Oscar that they should go to this roadhouse and dance all night. Goodness. Which sounds fun. It does sound like you know, tons of fun. Better I, than just like two people on a yacht. On a yacht, mm. yes. Like, that I don't want to hook up with? No, thank yes, you. Yes, this is very <laughs> like, No, true. thank you. We don't need to be alone tonight. Nah. We're good. No, nah, I'm good. So Joe convinces um, on the yacht, Joe slash Junior convinces Sugar that he is void of any romantic emotion, that he's gone to doctors for this and just can't. 
Sugar ends up kissing him passionately over and over trying to cure him. Like, what a gimmick. I mean. What a gimmick. Mm. Like... He didn't even really need to have to do that. No, I think they would. He's a millionaire with glasses. It he just was good. seemed like so... super, like next level manipulative. Yes. Obviously, it's like manipulative in. in right. But, but then it was, was like, like, took it to another level. And yes. I just kind of was like, well, that's a strange approach. It, yeah, it was a little bothersome. I'm not like you got lie. her on a yacht by yourself. You're fine. You're mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> Start now, with, hey, I got a big dick. Have you ever been tricked like that? Or have you ever manipulated like that? I'm sure I've been tricked like that. Uh, I know I have. Well, but you know, it's like it's, it's you know nowadays you've got the catfishing and stuff, and you know, yeah, many time that you know you get a picture on a on a on a on a profile, then you go and meet the person, and it's like it's not the same person. Different person. You're like, oh, I know who you are, but <laughs> this is not what I've signed up for. That but is, I, can't I guess of, the catfishing is like the but, the closest thing we've got to that now. Yeah, but it, but I can I can I can imagine. I mean, people. I think people do it more often than they realize that kind of subtle manipulation. Like you know, yeah. when you're fishing, you know that humble bragging, or you're you're fishing for right. a, you know, oh, I'm just so ugly. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, yeah. Just want someone to yeah, tell you you're I not. Agree. You're right. But you got a great personality. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You got. Yeah. Sometimes you do. You kind of have to just either ignore it or or affirm it just to get just them to, to shut get up. It done. Yeah. Yes. You know. I was actually catfished. Were you? Yeah. In college. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yeah. Really. Yeah. I. You know. I hadn't come out yet, and this was the age of like AOL chat rooms. Oh yes. And Good whatnot. Good and times. like that was like my only connection with the gay world right like that was my only i was so far in the closet um i had never been to a gay bar i had never really like talked to anybody gay in person about me being gay or anything like that and so i relied heavily on just like chatting with people uh online about you know either surfacey stuff or like a little bit more serious intimate kind of like struggles and challenges and and whatnot and this one person that you know i started talking to kind of presented themselves in the similar situation as me okay and wanting to like explore you know what that's like together and we had i'm I'm like looking back on it i'm like such an idiot right but it was the it was a time before like FaceTime. It was a time before yeah. like video calls or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and we and didn't know not to trust. Like, right. I think we assumed like who, everyone was telling- was not a thing no. right, back right, then. I mean, we're talking about like the 90s. Yeah. And um, I-, I had multiple conversations with this person on the phone. And it lasted for a couple years. Oh. <gasps> Like from before into after I came out. What? Yeah. And he finally told me, because we didn't talk as much um, after I had come out. Yeah. And I I remember, because I was living with my sister at the time. It was 2000, this was 2002, three. And he finally told me, he was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I'm actually in my 50s. Oh my gosh. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I don't really talk about it too much because I feel so stupid about it. No. But it happens um, to the best. We of us. didn't know. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I was catfish for for a couple a couple wow. years. Wow. Yeah, a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's wow. Just, it's just a voice on the phone. I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. Have, how would you know? Some anything? people have very young voices. You know. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Hmm? Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> Joe. I love I mean, on this and podcast. My, we like, find and then we back find in my so old much. like online profiles. Right. Uh, I won't name any websites and or apps. <laughs> I always presented myself as younger than I was. Well, you, Doesn't everybody? Even I mean, though I look younger than I am. You do. Oh my god. And I always have. Mm. When I yes. Was, when I was teaching at age twenty-four. I had a counselor mistake me for a senior. Right. I mean, it's just like, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just like a blessing and a curse. No. I guess. <laughs> Botox helps as well. Oh, oh my God, I'm going tonight. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Because I hadn't gone in like a little over a year and like, hello. Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> Oof, droopy. Joe goes back to the hotel after his night on the yacht and finds Jerry. I love this scene dancing in the room with his maracas. Yes. On cloud nine because Osgood has proposed. So good. <laughs> so good. And he's like, oh, you know, I just got engaged. And, and Joe's like, who's the girl? And he goes, I am. <laughs> and so Joe tells Jerry it's impossible to marry another man because, of course, we are before mm-hmm. any sort of equal rights and Jerry explains no it's okay we'll get married I'll tell him I'm a man we'll get it annulled and he'll send me alimony <laughs> whole thing is um, thought out a plan, man. A plan. <laughs> so Joe brings Jerry back down to earth and Jerry's like well what am I going to do with this extravagant diamond bracelet that Osgood has gifted him the next day all the gangsters from all over the, the country world. are gathering at the hotel for a conference. <laughs> so stupid. This happens to be in Florida. It's it so stupid. To be at this hotel in Florida. And the head honcho is Little Bonaparte. <laughs> That's right. And Spats, while they're there, is accused of murdering Toothpick Charlie and his whole gang, which we saw at the beginning. Joe and Jerry realize, okay, we're going to have to flee. This is a coincidence. And Joe calls Sugar to tell her that he has to leave for Venezuela for an arranged marriage. (laughs) And in this scene, if you watch, you can see Marilyn Monroe's eyes going back and forth because she had to read all of her lines. Hmm. Oh, wow. Oh, on the phone while she was on on the the phone. While she was on the phone. Um, You know that um, in that scene where they pop out of the cake and they kill him? Yes. You know, um, Tony Curtis had set up for for um, Billy Wilder's birthday, a nude woman in the cake. Oh. And so on one of the takes, you can see, there's a picture of it. Um, there's a woman that pops out and she's like butt naked. Oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Yeah, that's lovely. Oh, I love that. So Joe decides to give, he decides what to do with this extravagant diamond bracelet that Oscar Oof. gave to Jerry. I'd be pissed. I know, because that was, uh-huh. yes, I would be really pissed. Uh-huh. So he <laughs> sends a box of orchids where he like, throws it out of the door. Kicks it. Um, kicks it out of the door <laughs> with the diamond bracelet in it for sugar. Well, so Joe and Jerry 
If they had just gone down the stairs, they would have been fine. <laughs> but they decide to escape out their bedroom window. That's so strange. And they ditch their instruments on the balcony, which the gangsters find, realize there are bullet holes in the double bass that Jerry had when they were escaping. Same instruments. Jerry dresses as a bellboy and takes out and is like wheeling out uh, Joe. But he's still wearing his heels, which how do you forget you have those on? The gangsters see it and they're like, hey, there he is. The jig is up. I love a good um, like hallway shot of people going in and out of different doors, like Mm -hmm. the cat and mouse kind of in and out. And I I love that that whole part of it. We had that in another movie. Where it was all, no, I'm thinking of watching Cruella with my children. I'm sorry. Never mind. (laughs) With the dogs. Okay. So anyway, they escape. Joe and Jerry end up, well, they don't escape. They end up in the conference room underneath the table where the gangsters are. That's when we have someone pop out of the cake, shoot everybody. And then we've got um, Joe and Jerry realize that all the trains and buses will be guarded by the gangsters. And so they're like, okay, we need to escape on Osgood's yacht after Jerry elopes with him. <laughs> so Daphne slash Jerry calls Osgood to arrange everything. And Josephine hears Sugar singing. And she's singing. I can't. What song is she singing? It's a very sad song. I remember that. Like, yeah. Never love again or something. Yeah. And Josephine goes up on stage and kisses her and tells her that no man is worth the heartbreak. Um, and she's like, Josephine, and then realizes, oh, this is Junior. So then. Uh, she realizes it in that moment? Doesn't she? She recognizes it with the kiss. I mean, oh, I, maybe yeah, I guess so. so because she so. does run she to the boat say it, and he says him. Yeah. I just, I just remember, I just remember Sue kind of Sweet freaking Sue. out. Sweet yes. Sue freaking out. Beat star. Yes. Two women kissing. Two women kissing on stage. <gasps> Can't have that in No. <laughs> so Jerry and Joe run off with Osgood. Sugar follows them, which leads mm-hmm. me to believe that she did know who Jerry was mm-hmm. or Joe was. No, that makes sense. Josephine. Sense. My God. Joe. So Joseph. all the names. All the names. All the names. <laughs> so Joe reveals himself as a liar and a phony, but Sugar doesn't care because she's not very bright, as we've heard. <laughs> and she loves a saxophone and player. She loves a tenor saxophone. Tenor saxophone. I'd be the same. Yes. I'd be the same. Oh, yeah. girl, yeah. you are be the in same. for a life of heartache. So... Jerry then tries to break up with Osgood and says things like, I, I'm not a natural blonde. And Osgood's like, oh, that's fine. I, I'm a smoker. All right. All right. He also tells him, I can't bear children. And Osgood's like, we'll adopt. we'll adopt. So finally, he's like, I can't. I'm a man. Ugh, and a rips man. off his wig. And Osgood well, says the famous line, well, nobody's, nobody's perfect. perfect. Oh my gosh, that is such a great final line. You know, they so perfect. They hated that line at first. Who? Everybody. When they they just kind of in it. No, when they were writing it, when they were writing it, they just kind of like put it as just like a oh okay we'll we'll just do this, and everybody thought it was like a really weak line, and in you know when they filmed it, they were like well okay you know 
you bu- there's this build up, there's this build up, build up yes. of like, okay, you know, he's eventually gonna he's tell say him, it. and you know what the response is gonna be like, and it's the exact deadpan opposite. Yes, and that's what really kind of delivers that line. It when is they a saw brilliant. It, it's like, okay, yeah. it is a brilliant yeah. final line for yeah. this movie. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to take a little break and we're going to come back with some questions um, about the film and personal experiences. But, Three, two, one. Wowzer! And we're back. Okay, so Frank, yeah, I asked. <laughs> I asked. Yeah, we. Yeah, we. <laughs> The Manhattans are getting to Frank and Conrad. This is amazing. I cannot. What about drink. you? I can't drink. I'm God, just not a, a bourbon weenie. person. I know. I almost feel bad, but I don't at all. You should. I'm just not a bourbon person. Uh, so Frank, I was able to ask Conrad, when did you first see this movie? So I was actually trying to figure that out. I don't remember if I saw it as a kid because my I know my mom disdains Marilyn Monroe. She disdains really? she disdains most busty women. Oh. <laughs> so is she, uh, she is she busty? She's not she's uh, a modest woman. She's okay. she's perfectly okay. average. A solid B cup. Yes. But it's more of like I, I think she just doesn't like bimbos. She's yeah. never liked bimbos and she in 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 this movie she's a real bimbo. She's definitely a bimbo in this movie. So um I don't know that I would have seen it through them. I think what happened is I saw Celluloid Closet, okay. the documentary that basically talks about gay imagery oh, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in film. It's a great documentary. If you've not seen it, you should check it out. Plug. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, we but plug it, documentaries on it, it. It is a great, it's not on the list, unfortunately, but it is a good, it is a great movie. But uh, Celluloid but Closet? The Celluloid Closet. Got it. But um, they do talk, but Tony Curtis talks about the movie and they talk about, because this is 1959. And so you're talking about the end of the, the Hayes Code is starting to finally get, I was noticing it in the movie. I was like, oh gosh, wow. Those kisses are lasting longer than like three seconds. There's some real, you know, I mean, even the music is very body, you know, when she's walking down the, that, that runway, you know, getting to the train, you know, it's like, I mean, it's very suggestive. When they do that kind of like sister um kind of like a, a nod to seven year itch with the steam coming yes. right with the steam coming from the side that. exactly yes. so, so i have a feeling i may have sought it out after seeing the documentary because i do discuss this movie right of course in the film because it's drag and, right. and and there is a kind of there is a kind of queerness to it you know the whole idea of it yeah at, 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 you know yeah you're right earlier you said about jerry kind of being pawned off to osgood so that joe could get in on right. on sugar yeah it's like why you know but right. at the same time it's like at the end of the night jerry's had a great night he is he's absolutely I mean, he is so happy over the moon over the moon that Good he's dancing. gonna be you know you know he's going to be engaged he's engaged to osgood and he's gonna you know yeah well and i love that whole dancing because it starts off with daphne very like oh my god but then it ends with them like dancing by themselves they're having the a blast yeah and you're absolutely right it is a sense of security which conrad and i do love 
in our marriage partners. <laughs> As you can tell by our Mary Shack Hills. Why? I mean. Right. So, so I, I have a feeling it might have been around that time. So it would have been in okay. like, early, like early to mid-90s that I would have probably really seen it. Yeah. Know, because I would have been intrigued by it for that reason. And did you like it when you first saw it? I do. I do remember really liking it. And and actually, it's funny. When, when you, you called me to do this, I, I remember I watched it. And I, I told you this before we started that I, I, I kind of got a little hypercritical Mm-hmm. Watching it the first time because there's that that little bit and it just reminded me a bit of, too much of Sleigh Ride and it was kind of kind of bothering <laughs> me for a minute there <laughs> the way that the the melody the rhythm was and and and, and I started rewatching it again and I realized I, I, yeah I to get you know yeah. I was getting a little too analytical. You were approaching it in your twenties. It's like a. Mm. In my twenties, I was I was better with it. It's it, yeah. It's in my almost fifties oh, that no. I that was like at first I was kind of like yeah I was getting a little too. It's didactic the right word? I don't. Maybe I'm using the wrong word. I do that sometimes. But I was getting a little Asking too. I was getting person. a little too. I was getting a little too in the weeds, you yes, know, and, yeah. and and getting a little too drilled down on details. And so I kind of just stepped back and just kind of rewatched it. I can tell you one of the first things that I I had forgotten seeing it again was how um, how impressive that opening bit is with the stunts and all. I mean, with the with the with the car chase and all that stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, I I'd forgotten that there yeah. was this whole like kind of mob kind of right. thing well, happening you know, there's no dialogue for like the first like three four minutes of yeah the movie. yeah yeah i mean yeah. it's just it's just a chase and, and right. there's that great moment where like the police car gets hit and it spins and right and there are policemen on there to come off and they're still shooting I was right like, all right with yeah. the stunts yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of this is one you definitely just kind of have to sit back and enjoy if and not like analyze that's how i feel stunts you need to see the general. I, I've been. I know. I know. <laughs> and I, I plan on. I'm planning on checking that out because I've heard nothing Holy but shit. good things. Yeah. So, um, no. but yeah. So, so yeah. No, watching it again, it, it's. It, I find it interesting because you know it, it is. Yeah, they're, they're, it's of its time, but there is something timeless about it. Yeah, I know, agree. Definitely. I agree. Uh, which is why I guess they made the new hit Broadway musical and probably right. make a movie out of the musical. Yep. <laughs> Do you think it belongs on a top 100 list? Yeah, I think so. I, I'm not surprised that it got pushed down a little. Yeah. And I, 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 Do I you wouldn't... think 22 is a little too high for it? Um, I, I, I could I could very well see it getting pushed down even further in the mm-hmm. next in the next list if they do a new list. Yeah. I could see it get pushed down a little bit more. And I don't think it same? would lose. Yeah, would, I feel the same. But I don't think it doesn't belong to be here. Uh, it yeah. belongs in the hundred. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. not as high as it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. I see that. Yeah. You yeah. think it should be on the top one hundred? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think I think twenty two is a little high. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty okay with the twenty two. I'd be yeah. okay in the twenties. Mm. Maybe in the thirties. I don't know that I'd want to push back more than that though. What was your favorite part? My favorite part is probably I think it's a tie between the scene with the maracas. Yes. And and that last bit. That yes. last bit where he's trying to get away from Osgood. Cause, you know, and, and I just, it is so yeah. cute. It is just so, so cute. So adorable. Osgood doesn't care. He is absolutely smitten with Daphne. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he does not care what he, no. she, they are. And Jack Lemmon's face at the very end when he says nobody's perfect. <laughs> like, he's just like, no, what? Well, you know, <laughs> that man. was my last try. Yeah. <laughs> last thing I had. I tried. Conrad, exactly. I'm assuming yours is in the train. 
Oh, easily. Yeah. Easily. It is just like such that a delight. One, it is mine hilarious. is that. And then what you said with the maracas, the maracas with him still yeah. dancing. You know, he the next hated morning. that scene. Did he? You know, th- it was not originally planned with maracas. And, oh and Tony, and so not Tony Curtis, good. but um, Jack Lemon showed up on set one day and uh, Billy Wilder had the maracas. And he was like, hey, I just want you to, like, in between every line, I want you to shake these things and ma- just make some noise of, like, <gasps> jubilation. I can only imagine. And Jack Lemon being like, and, and Jack Lemon no. was like, no, this isn't going to work. <laughs> and, you know, the way it, the way it worked out was that, you know, people were laughing in between the lines mm-hmm. when the maracas were happening. So right. you don't lose any of the lines that were like that the driver was of that really scene. That was really smart. And then you have that like hilarity visual of him like dancing with the maracas. So funny. Right. right. And right. so when they saw, when he saw it in the final production, he was like, oh, yeah. Okay, okay no, I was wrong. <laughs> maybe I should trust Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder is Wilder. not. I mean, he's uh, done. A, a few he's days. not a hack. He well, knows and then what he's doing. a few years later, he and Jack Lemmon did the apartment, which I absolutely that's adore on that list. movie. Oh yes, yeah. and I adore and, and I, that movie. I've not seen that one. I need to. Ooh. I mean, if it's anything like the other three Billy Wilder, I know, Wilder right? Movies. I mean, it's right. not a film. I've noir, seen the other two. I've seen the other. Doesn't two. matter. It is hysterical. Oh, absolute. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Shirley MacLaine and Jack Lemmon. Yeah, you can't kind of perfect. You can't really do wrong with no. You can't. Who was your favorite character? Who's my favorite character? My character did de- definitely Jerry. Yeah. I love Jerry. I love Jerry to death. He's, He's so adorable. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who Jerry is? Geraldine. Yeah, I know who Daphne. Jerry is. Well, you just have a face. Who was your favorite? Sugar. Sugar. You are sugar. <laughs> okay. I love it. Mine was Jerry, but mostly Jerry as Daphne. <laughs> so, I mean, Daphne. Yeah, Daphne. so Daphne. So Daphne. Yeah. yeah. I guess I could say the same just, thing. Daphne's. Oh my God. Just so freaking funny. <laughs> But yeah, no, Jerry, like, it's just, it's that scene. That scene with the maracas <laughs> makes the movie for me. So what did you like least about the film? What's something that you would kind of want changed or addressed or anything? Is there anything? This is going to sound so random. Yeah. But, but. Is it one of the speaking, conversations? Speaking of the, the maracas scene. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just me getting old and my ears just getting more sensitive, but the way that the maracas sound, there's something weird about them. How very interesting, Frank. It's you are surprising so... me today. <laughs> it's I like... love the dialogue in 2001. The maracas did not sound good. <laughs> what? Something, there's like this weird, like, staticiness about them. And it may be because, you know, you, there's only so much you can do in an old movie. You try to oh, right. you try to remaster it the best you can. But but something like a maraca, that's high. That's a high-end sound. That's... And, Yes. You know, I imagine trying to denoise it has got to be... That would be very difficult, and so yeah, it's a little, it's a little jarring because it is my favorite scene. And but then the maracas, maracas happen, and I'm like, it's a weird. I. It could just be my ear. It could just be my ears. But (laughs) aside from that, I really, I really can't think of anything. I mean, there's nothing that I'd really like care to change. That much. I can say that Marcello is not a fan of the dress she wears in um, in the is... 
which one? The big song. Uh, the the at the end, that one that's like so low and like only covers her nipples. Right. I felt right, bad. Right. Oh, I love that dress. I actually, you know what? Tom Ford did a dress that was kind of similar to it. That's uh-huh. uh, was it nine thousand dollars? That's more than that. <laughs> more oh, great than that. God. Um, Tom Ford. That's um, part of yeah. his archive collection. That's yeah. No, I um. I know, and, and actually, when he mentioned it, when Martella mentioned it, because we were watching it, and he goes, I never liked that dress when, you know, she's singing the boop, boop, doo You know, I want to be oh, loved by you. that's the first, but, yeah, yes. Yeah, and you see it, and and yeah, it is a little weird, and, and I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not a woman, so right. I don't know what looks good and what doesn't. I'm, I'm, I mean, I think she looks incredible She in looks incredible, but it, it doesn't really help her figure very much. No. Well, and she was also, you know, had found out she was pregnant and all of these things. So that's why they said she looked a little more full figured. But here's my thing with it is I tried to picture other stars at the time, other female stars. None of them, if you picture the female stars of like 40s, 50s, let's say early 60s, they would never be dressed like that. Mm. She was just bombshell Mm -hmm. if she had been a brilliant actress i don't think it would have mattered Mm -hmm. she was just sexualized to the max Mm -hmm. no matter what and one thing she always wanted was to be taken a little more seriously that was never gonna she was a she is a great actress no okay i i think she's fine i mean i i don't i don't i've never seen like a drama (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think With of all her, the movies. I can't. So. I, she did do a noir film that I did see that was surprisingly um, capable. It, it, yeah. I don't know if it was like, yeah, it wasn't. Whoa, but yeah, but it was like, oh, you're in this noir drama, and it's actually kind of interesting. You know, it was on her okay. when her star was still on the ascent. Maybe she'd already done all right. about Eve or something. But it was I can't remember the name of it. Was she hand. still blonde? She was, or she was blonde she then? Was okay. Blonde. I, I don't know that she was a great actress because honestly, you get so distracted by uh, the beauty and mm. the uh, what she's. It's hard for me to judge if she was actually really right. Good it's or like not. was oh, she a good actress? Do we care? Right. She's yeah. gorgeous. All the scenes on the train, mm-hmm. I felt very believable. I did too. I you agree. know what I mean? I Those agree. were to me. That's a different. It's a different vibe to me. Post train. Pre-train. Yes. Mm. I agree with that. You know, I actually, you know I mean? do, she surprised me in that scene, especially with Josephine. With jo, yeah, that, and then, that conversation that they had yes, was. Yeah, that but, surprised yeah. me. Yeah, no. Uh, and then even with Jerry, just her uh, comedic timing uh, with everyone coming in and her trying to mix the drinks and like pass them out and all of that stuff. I thought, I will agree with that. She did a really great job. Uh, could this movie be made today? Maybe. You think as the musical? Uh, not. It didn't have. Doesn't have to be the musical. <laughs> now, one thing that's funny is that when this movie came out, it was banned in Kansas because they thought I I don't know who they are, but they thought that it was too disturbing for Kansans seeing these men dressed in track. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, that has since gone away. Has it? Don't bother to knock. Don't it's, bother is the kind of noir film that yeah, it's Marilyn a noir Monroe film did. Should, don't don't oh, bother to knock. What year was that? That was 1952. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so yeah, yeah. 
Did anything that happened in this movie remind you of something that's occurred in your own life or that you've seen occur in others? I mean, I think just the manipulation. Like, I, I wish I had met an Osgood. <laughs> <laughs> I was always looking for an Osgood. I know. And, you know looking never... for the Osgood. But yeah. found the manipulative saxophone the, players yeah, the sax- yeah, plenty of plenty of tenor saxophone players. Plenty. In my life. There's that yeah. one time I witnessed a murder. <laughs> that was by a mob. Still in hiding. Ooh, your name's not Conrad. Real, na- <laughs> Real name is John Smith. <laughs> Would you recommend this to a friend? Yes. Sure. I mean, sure. of course. What character do you relate to the most? Jerry. Jerry. Oh God, yeah. I feel like it's, it's just being stopped for take... me. <laughs> As a mom, I could see that. You're like making sure everyone's in line. Yes, you making know? sure everyone's okay and getting their stuff, no. and then someone yelling out. I think yeah, for me it'd be Jerry, definitely Jerry Gerald, uh, Jerry slash Geraldine slash Daphne, because I think. <laughs> I think at a certain point she just resigns herself to her fate. This is just like you know what this is. This is what's happening. Right. I'm just gonna go with it. You know. Yes. Yeah. Conrad, who do you relate to the most? Um, I don't know. Like probably Joe, I guess. Okay. Okay. Would you change the ending? No, absolutely not. Absolutely. And I actually parts of the movie. I actually find it very interesting because my understanding is that Billy Wilder never wrote his endings until he got on set. Oh, really? Yeah. I just know that that, that that was one of his things. Like, he would always wait until he got on set his to His endings finish. are iconic. But I think that's why. It's because he goes with the film, he films it, and he goes, you know what? I think I know how this I want it. What? Like, once Man. you get your actors together and you get the script and you start to go, you know, you start to see things yeah. that maybe you didn't... Like, I mean, think about the final lines of Sunset Boulevard, even I mean, yeah. like her coming down the stairs right, and right, freaking, you know, you know, how funny. I love that idea of just that's kind I mean, of amazing to go into a film and like not really know how it's going to end. Maybe you have an idea. Right. But, but maybe not a full like uh, script. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Then let's see where these actors go. It's it's kind of Altmanesque in a way. Yeah. You know, where you just like here is the beginning and here's the ending just improvise until this point you know? yeah and it's the same thing it's like how we know how it starts we know how we know the the wrinkle now let's figure out how to put these guys and that would kind of explain how this like mob convention just suddenly shows up in 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 florida right. <laughs> magically mob conventions do you know as all mob conventions oh do God. So I could see where that, you know, oh, well, that explains it. You know, what are we right. going to do? Let's bring back the mobster. I mean, they were always right. going to come back. I imagine they right. were going to come back. But, but, but. Did you have any favorite quotes aside from the, well, nobody's <laughs> perfect? I mean, obviously that's the greatest one. Actually, there was one that she said, I was watching it before, before this. And, and, and this one thing she says in the, in the train, she's like, and all that's left is an empty, is like a, a, a pair of socks. And uh, mm-hmm. I forget the whole line, but it was just, it was very melancholy. And it sad. was. It's like, you know, the sax is gone. All that's left is a pair of socks, an empty room. And yeah, it's like, oh, you know. I mean, there, it's not necessarily my favorite quote, but mm-hmm. is it is the namesake quote of the movie. Yes. When... Uh, Junior says, syncopators, does that mean you play that very fast music, jazz? 
And Sugar says, yeah, real hot. And Junior says, I guess some like it hot. I personally prefer classic music. Yeah. (laughs) I loved one of my favorites was in that scene with the maracas. And Jerry says, there's another problem. Or no, Joe says that. And Jerry's, you know, says like, what? Joe says, well, like, what are you going to do on your honeymoon? And Jerry goes, we've been discussing that. He wants to go to the Riviera, but I kind of lean toward Niagara Falls. (laughs) (laughs) I think that is fantastic. And also the one where Jerry, like when Marilyn Monroe walks past them and Jerry's like, well, you look at that. Look how she moves. It's like jello on springs. Must have some sort of built-in motor or something. (laughs) I tell you, it's a whole different sex. (laughs) Okay. If it was remade today, who are we casting? I'm very happy with mine. Let's start with Joe. With Joe? Uh, well, so my thought was, who who do I know recent that have really good like comic timing as a duo? Mm-hmm. And the first par- two people that came to mind were uh, Jonah Hill and Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. That actually came to yeah. mind for me yeah. immediately yeah. when I thought of duo. Yeah. Okay, I love that. Conrad, do you have a duo in mind for Joe and Jerry? Possibly uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, the two Ryans. The Ryans. (laughs) That would be adorable. Because Ryan Gosling is a little more serious, and I feel like Tony Curtis is a little more serious. So Ryan Gosling is the Ryan Reynolds can be the Jerry, who's, Mm -hmm. I think, hilarious. Right. Well, I put as Joe, Jonathan Groff. Mm. Ugh. No? What is wrong with I don't with like you? Jonathan Groff. <gasps> Who doesn't like Jonathan Groff? Have you watched Mindhunter? I Mind just said Hunter? I don't like... Yeah, I couldn't get through it. Oh, child. God, I love that movie. Okay. Well, Jerry, I put Will Poulter. Who was oh, in We're the Millers. Right. I think God, I he'd love be that movie. adorable he's and gonna hysterical. He's going to be in a Marvel movie. He's in he's gonna Guardians be in of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. yeah he well, then he was also in Midsummer. Yeah. Which... So he has like this wide unknown wide range. range. Yeah. Uh, so I think he would be hysterical. He's Who would good. you? He's very good in dope sick. Who would you put a sugar? That's the hard one. I did think of like Lady Gaga. That was easy because right. she sings. But I don't know that she could play stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could. But I don't know if she'd want to. I mean, I immediately. But would you thought... make sugar as naive now? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing. It's like, if you're doing it now, how are you doing it? Are you doing it as a prohibition era piece? Or right. are you doing it something more modern? So, Sugar, I was thinking, I mean, like, the obvious choice, if we're going just for imitations, would be Anna de Armas. Well, yeah, but that's you know. too obvious. Scarlett Johansson, I feel... No. It, you, oh, my God. I Can was, she sing? No. Can she do comedy? She can sing, actually. Oh, I've never she heard. She can't do comedy. Um, she sang. Uh, she sang. What did she sing on? <laughs> she sang that song from Company in Marriage Story. Yes, she did. Which I haven't seen yet. No. God, oh, such a good movie. I know, but isn't it like depressing? Is like, oh, yes. oh yes, yeah. but okay. it is so. It is one I you know. gotta be good. in the mood. I know. Oh, you know the other one I thought of was Billie Eilish. Oh, oh. She's no. kind of buxom. She's kind she's of She's very she buxom. Is. She has that shape for sure. Well, this one doesn't necessarily have the shape, but it's um <laughs> Come on. This Manhattan has hit me. It's a very good Manhattan. I had her name earlier. La La Land. 
Oh, Emma Stone. yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah. Emma Stone, who he casts in almost everything. I do not cast Emma Stone in You've almost been everything. Better. What's the last thing I cast I'm Emma Stone in? I'm amazed that you. What is the last I thing I cast Emma Stone in? I can't in? think of it. Calm what down. What is the last thing I cast Emma I'm Stone in? I'm amazed you didn't cast Timothy uh, Chalamet. I Timothy am too. Chalamet, because he could, I think, pull off a woman. Well, he, he definitely could. Hey, easily, yeah. yeah. You so know. Who did you have for Osgood? Oh gosh, I'm for, very happy with mine. <laughs> Y'all will probably I hate actually, it. Yeah, probably. I didn't. I don't know if I got that far. You know who would be very good as Osgood is huh. Leland Orser. He's kind of an. Uh, uh, who is that? Leland Orser. He he kind of plays these like nutty characters. He's like he's one of he's that guy. He, that he did, guy. Yeah, he's, he's, well, and that's what we were saying about this about yeah, Joe E. Brown. Yeah, he's, he's that, that guy. guy. He's that guy. Yeah, exactly. Him. So Leland Orser was, he was in Seven. He was the guy that was wearing the thing for Lust. Get that oh, thing off me! Oh, yeah, you know that guy. Oh, yeah, he always yeah. plays crazy, but but I think it'd be a nice kind of... Because okay. Osgood is kind of, kind of Osgood pointed out the just, most <laughs> messed up part of that movie. Sorry. Like one of the most seen, messed up parts of any hand. movie I've ever seen. He's, he's also in Alien like, 3. Oh, that guy? I think he could do comedy. <laughs> could totally it's hilarious. Like the hilarious. <laughs> crazy millionaire. <laughs> Well, but Osgood is kind of weird. I mean, and and, I, and he's Break off this. beat, you know. <laughs> so that's okay. next the level. The guy from Seven should be Osgood. Two thousand one has brilliant dialogue, and the maracas were too loud. That's <laughs> what we have um, Welcome to my world. My God, this is awesome. I really like Martin Short for that. I he can see would that. Be yeah, I can see that. That would he's, be great. can be a little creepy. Oh, yes. a little bonkers. Yes. Yeah. You know? I put down Danny DeVito. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> so I think that would just be hysterical. God, I love Danny DeVito. That, 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 that would be so fun. Much. That would be fun. That would be amazing. Okay, Mary Shag Hill. This is easy, and there is no other option. I'm going to say, we're going to go with the three ladies. The three ladies. Oh. Josephine, Daphne, oh. and Sugar. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Lord. Them specifically. Them specifically. Josephine, Daphne. And I sugar. would. I would marry Daphne. I would shag uh, Sugar, and I would kill Josephine. One hundred percent. I'm I mean, totally there. I mean, oh, I would reverse Sugar uh, and Daphne. Daphne and Geraldine. Daphne, Daphne and, and jo. Josephine. Yeah. So uh, you would marry I would, Josephine. I would marry Josephine, shag Sugar, and kill Jerry. See, Josephine, I can't trust. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not married. Neither her. of them. Yeah, I'm not married. <laughs> Neither I'm of them. I'm a little easier are with honest. Daphne. At least she would make me laugh really hard. She would hard. make me laugh. Yeah, exactly. That would be a lovely. I just love a I mean, you, got, you gotta player. shag sugar. I mean, just to say you did, you know. I, absolutely. I mean, of I course mean. you want Josephine. You're just not very bright. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Can we do the three men? Sure, let's go. Jerry, with Joe. Jerry, Joe, and Osgood. Yeah. Jerry, Joe, and Osgood. I know what you're going to say because it's the same as me. Well, I'm going to marry Osgood. Obviously. Oh, what, right, security. Marry Rich Osgood. and almost dead. Total security. <laughs> Rich and almost dead. Uh, in this one, I don't know. You know, in this one, I would sh- I would shag Joe. Yeah. Because I Tony Curtis Joe. back then, oh my God. He was hot. hot. Yeah, part, sorry, Jerry. But I hate killing Jerry. He's so sweet. But he I don't really sweet. want to shag Jacqueline. Yeah. yeah, no. If I could get a little more security, I would want to marry Jacqueline. Yeah, but, but no, Oscar's no, got Oscar's the money. the millionaire. In the yacht. Yes. <laughs> I told you. I knew it. 
The Marlin. There really is only one answer. (laughs) There is. Yes. There is just one answer. All right. Well, thank you so much, Frank, for being with us. Oh, you were so sweet. Thank you. So lovely. Thank you for having me. Um, I am planning on having you back when we do Blade Runner. I know. I can't wait. I I cannot wait. So good. All right. Next week, we will be reviewing the movie that put Walt Disney on the map, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, here's drinking with you, kids. 